0: Hey guys, welcome to Not Just a Hashtag Podcast, presented by Trees of Hope. I'm your host, Nicole Escobar. On this podcast, we will be discussing the epidemic of sexual abuse, its realities, and the unfiltered ways in which it has affected all of our lives. We share our personal stories and how our lives have been restored. While this podcast is for everyone, we do want to let you know that we use several trigger words, and this is geared more towards adult audiences. This podcast is for anyone who wants to educate themselves on the statistics behind sexual abuse, signs to look out for, and how to prevent it from happening. So let's get to it. All right, welcome back guys to not just a hashtag podcast. I am your host and I'm here with our mental health counselor, Kristen Torres. Hey, Kristen, how you doing? Hey, Nicole. Good. Good to be here. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So I'm very excited because this month we are starting a new four-part series based on the book Search for Significance, which was written by Robert McGee. So personally for me, this book, The Search for Significance, has been very helpful in helping me formulate and trying to figure out who I am, what my identity is, where does it come from, and how do I get self-worth? I truly try to read this book, you know, once a year, every other year, because it talks about how we are all on this journey, searching for our significance, because at the end of the day, we all want to have value, we all want to be important, and we all want to leave a mark on this world, I don't know about you, but I really, really Um, that's something that is so important to me is to have a purpose and then to be intentional with that purpose and to live a life that is purposeful. So if we, right. I mean, I think everybody can admit that that's something that's, that's important to them. Um, not everybody, but a lot of people would admit that, right. That that's something. Well, I think it is, even if we don't recognize it, honestly. Yeah. Right. I I think like, At the end of the day, I think that's something, that's a question we all ask ourselves. is like, what value am I bringing in this world? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if we want to admit it or not, you know, we're all wrestling with these questions. We all want to feel like people look up to us, that they respect us, or that they think that we're successful or that we're smart or that we're great. So what happens when we begin to search for significance in this world? So we're going to unpack that question in each episode by looking at each lie that we end up believing about our significance. But before we get into those lies and actually what we're gonna be talking about this month's episode, um, I wanna give us a little bit of a roadmap of where we're gonna be going for the next four months. And that is based on what, you know, I was just sharing about those lies. So in the next month's episode, we are gonna unpack that lie number one. And I think this is the most crucial because it's kind of like where everything else stems from, and that is that I must meet certain standards in order to feel good about myself. So this belief results in a fear of failure. So when we search for significance or when we search for worth and our identity, it can be a dangerous thing if we're searching for it through the world's eyes or not through the right way. So when we start to look to the external to validate us, we may look at things like, hey, do I have the right job? Do I have the best degree from the right university? Are, or the relationships that I have, are they the right ones? Are my kids successful? Are Do I make enough money? Do I live in the nicest house on the street? Do I drive a car that is respectable or that shows that I'm a person of success? So if these things line up what the world says is valuable and important, then, hey, I'm good then I have value and I have that worth that I've been craving so badly. But I'm sure as most of you experience, just like I have, life doesn't always work out the way we want. We always don't get the things that we want. We're not always successful. Um, when I was writing this outline, I started thinking about a time in my life where no matter how hard I tried and everything that I did, I was the bottom of the totem pole. And it reminded me of, okay, so what did you do with that time, right? Did you, did you let it crush you or did you let it define you or did you let it spur you and be a catapult for you to be better, to try harder, right? So when you do fail, just like I was talking about, what, what then? So what does it mean about your significance? What does it mean about your worth? So in the third episode, we are going to look at lie number two and lie number three. Lie number two is, I must have the approval of certain people in order to feel good about myself. So this lie results in a fear of rejection. Then there's lie number three. Those who fail, including myself, including people that I love and and people around me, are unworthy of love and deserve to be punished. So this belief results in guilt. And in the last episode of the series, we're going to look at lie number four, which says, I am what I am. I cannot change. I am hopeless. And this belief results in shame. So this one, the last one is the most important one to me because I go, when a person lives a hopeless life, it's, it's, it's like dying a slow death. It's like, it's like a walking zombie, right? It's they, they feel no calling. They feel not purposeless, right? That is a horrible sure. way to go. It's, it's a horrible yeah. feeling. So we really, really want you to tune in for that one for sure, because as I'm sure you're going to find out, no one is hopeless. No one can, cannot change. And we want to make yeah, it absolutely drive so that great. home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Kristen, on this episode, I want our listeners to have a solid foundation on why it is so important for a survivor to know their worth and their significance and how do they go about discovering it.
1: Okay, so why is this, oh, that's such a good question, Nicole. Like, why is it so important for a survivor to know their self-worth and their significance? You know, so much of what we talk about, right, um, in this podcast is are the effects that going through sexual abuse or assault um, has on you and your life and the way in which um, a survivor perceives things, right? And the, and particularly themselves. And, and so much of that... Um, the shame that can come out of experiencing, um, any sort of sexual, um, again, abuse, assault, um, so much, so many times it's taken on that survivor. They carry that around with them, like somehow it is their fault, right? So this can be, this whole concept of self-worth and significance can be even more challenging for someone who is a survivor. And I think, um, That's why we want to really make sure that you have your foundation strong, that you understand that you have value and worth, no matter what has been said to you, what has been done to you, you have been made in the image of God. And so that alone gives you value and worth. And some of you may be listening right now and be saying to yourself like, well, I certainly don't feel that way. And I think, all of us can recognize at least a point in time where we may not have felt that way. But feelings also do change. We can't, If we base our value and our worth on how we feel about ourselves, it's going to be really um, an unsteady ground to stand on, right? So we need something firmer than that. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about in this whole series is like, well, then where do I find that firm foundation to stand on? Because if I just go on my feelings, oh my gosh, like the last however many years or this last month or this last week, or just today, I feel terrible about myself. You don't even know what happened last night, or you don't know what happened. It hasn't happened my whole life, the whole thing, right? Um, There's so many stories out there like stories of the people who are listening. And so we just want you to know it doesn't matter what has happened or what um, or what someone has said to you in regards to um, no one has the right to say what your value or your worth is other than you were made in the image of God. And so therefore he says, you are fearfully and meaning there is awe and the fact that you were created—that's the fearfully. It, this it is, it is a work of art in a sense. Like there is awe surrounding that you are um, that you were created. Like you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were made in the image of God. So I think so much of like how someone goes about discovering their self-worth and their significance is really going on this journey, asking those hard questions. And I think challenging um, what you've been told, what you've learned to see if it's really based on truth, because if we're basing what we believe on, on the traumatic experiences that we have been through, it's very likely those are not true things about us. And that's hard to shake. And I know that I work with people, my clients every day. It is a privilege to work with them, to work through letting go of and moving through and healing from lies that they have believed based on the traumatic experiences they have. So it is possible to change those beliefs about yourself.
0: Yeah. And I I love everything that you just said right there. It's I love that you talked about that foundational thing. Right. And we're going to get more into that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, figuring out my self-worth and, and understanding what it means and to have a life of significant has been really helpful in giving me that fulfilled life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I've always dreamed of what does a fulfilled life look like, right, for Nicole? And that was even before I got married. And and those things um, many years ago had a different look, right? It was like, well, someone who's able to travel, somebody who owns a home, somebody who drives a car, somebody who has a great job and those things. And I'm sure you're constantly bombarded just like I am with messages from the world or social media that say, hey, the external things are what give you self-worth and true significance. But, and also as a woman, um, you know, saying like, hey, you have to succeed at everything you do, right? Like not only do you have to be like the perfect woman, you have to look this certain way, but if you're a mom, you have to be like the perfect mom, right? You have to do all these awesome things. And then you have to drive that perfect car. You have to do the perfect thing. And it can be so overwhelming and frustrating, like I just had lunch with this lady the other day and she um, I felt like she was judging me by based on the way that I was administering gas stuff to my, my foster boy. And I I was thinking, yeah, it was like so annoying. And I was thinking like, I, and I got defensive because I was like, I'm not, I'm I'm doing it perfectly. Like what the heck? And he still had like gas. Right. And I was, I had to tell myself like, chill out. You don't have to be perfect right now. And you know, her heart means well, but you know, it's challenging that thing inside of me that I want to look perfect and be perfect.
1: Hmm, That's Nicole. That's so honest, right? It's so honest. And I think we all struggle with that to some degree, some more than others. Some, some people will say, write us straight out. They're a perfectionist. Right. But I think all of us have some level of that. And then I think in certain areas of our lives, yes, we feel even more pressure about that based Mm -hmm. on, you know, feedback from other people what we see other people doing so many different things but it is there's so much freedom in acknowledging I'm doing the best I can right I'm doing the best I can and that is actually okay because I will never be perfect I just we won't we won't And it's actually
0: been really freeing to say to myself, you're never going to be perfect. And I got it from my friend, actually, I heard my friend, it was the, it's like the funniest thing, but we were talking about her weight and she goes, um, you know, I'm never going to be like a swimsuit supermodel. And I was thinking like, I would never say that. Like, why not? Why? Like, go get them tiger. Like, why wouldn't you want to be that? But then. After I thought about it and I go, but that's really good for her that she's able to, but I go, Nicole, but you'll probably never be a swims, even if you bust tail, like that's just not, you know, it's might not work out. May that might not
1: way. be in the cards for
0: you. So to speak, yeah. and that's cool. Like, why can't you just say that? And it, and just say,
1: I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect yeah. and go, that's okay. Right. Right. Isn't that hard? I know it is hard. And I think that whole perfectionism comes from so many different places. And usually it starts really, really young that we start to learn that and like have this message that that's what needs to happen. Right. Meaning that we need to be perfect. We need to act perfectly, um, do things perfectly, never have a problem. Don't feel anything that's off. Right. There's so many messages. Right. And again, it usually does start young. So it's so freeing to finally get to a point of like, all right, it's okay. I don't have to be, just like what your friend said, right? There's so it's so not, it's so freeing and so I think healthy in a lot of ways to just state where you're actually at. Right. right. I'm right. just me. I'm trying my best, just like my next door neighbor, just like the other person, just like the other people, you know, right. just like you and I. Right. And it's just, it's very likely not perfect. Yeah. There's going to be some days where where things seem to be actually be like, I nailed it. That (laughs) spreadsheet was awesome. That conversation was awesome. Whatever it is. Right. But it don't, we hate it. Right. When we have that experience and then it doesn't last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then then it's like, it's like, it's like total failure. Yeah. I was trying to make coffee today and every single coffee filter broke at the bottom. And I was like, today is one of those days. And I was like, why can't I just have this coffee? And then I was like, just walk away from it. I'm like, yeah. just walk away. But in the past, I mean, I might've thrown thing. I mean, like, you know, because it's not working out the way I want. What the heck? It's not perfect. Um, but we're we're making this lighthearted only because it's so f- Funny to laugh at yourself when you see yourself going on a path of like I have to be totally perfect and this has to look perfect and this has to be perfect. So I hope yeah. if you're listening, you remember this when that moment arises because it's going to. And you just remember yeah. the joy and the laughter that we're having right now because it is laugh at yourself because it is funny when you start going down that path. It it, it is,
1: but it can be yeah. right. It can be yeah. It I can know. be. It, it can also be and very painful. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely we know, know that.
0: But what I love the most about God um, is so many things, but is that everything he does in this world is so counterculture of what the world is actually doing. And so what God truly cares about the most is not the external thing, but it's the internal thing. And that is our hearts. It's not about what we bring to the table. And it's definitely not about being worthy of God's love because none of us are, no matter how good we are, how much we try to be. So God says to all of us, you don't have anything of value to offer me. And I know that's hard for us to admit and, and acknowledge, but we truly don't. And God gives us love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness because he chooses to, because he wants to give it to us as a gift, not because we're worthy of it. And what God says is, I choose to love you and I forgive you to set you free from sin because I choose to do it as God, as your God. And I choose to do it because it's a gift that I've been wanting to give you right? And what is that gift? And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And Kristen's going to get a little bit more into that, but that gift that we're going to talk about, it gives us that gift of forgiveness. It's a gift of grace. It's a gift of mercy. And what happens when we get that gift, it's a new life. And because of that gift, we become a new person. And so Kristen, help our listeners understand this concept of what does it mean that I become a new creation? And how do I become a new creation? And how do I get my value from God from being this new creation and not getting it from the world?
1: Yeah. I think um, a lot of us have probably heard of the the good news, right? And that's the good news in the Bible is the gospel message. And that basically, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, that is the message that we were sinners and separated from God. God sent his only son, Jesus, to come and live a perfect life. He was the only one that has could live a perfect life because he was the perfect sacrifice lived a perfect life died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins to therefore make a way for us to be able to be reconciled to god so he died on the cross r- rose again so he defeated death and these are these are a lot that we may have to unpack a little bit more and some things you may want to even look up more if you want to understand you know um fully because this can, if this is brand new to you this is you know this is a big message, but it's, but here we are. This is what we believe as Christians to be true. So again, we're sinners. We can't help ourselves. God sent his only son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sins as a perfect sacrifice. Um, He resurrected, defeated death he sits at the right hand of God in heaven and all we have to do in order to be reconciled to God is to put our faith like say I believe that Jesus died for me and for my sins and there we are like you know I accept it you know I repent of um, I want to turn away from how I was living before and whatever that looked like. And so it's just putting our faith in Jesus, what he did for us. And so when the Bible says, when we do this, that we are new creations in Christ, we are given, we had a heart of stone and we are given a new heart that is alive to him. So there is a change that happens and I can vouch for that. And I'm sure Nicole can vouch for that too. This wasn't because someone told me to act a different way or anything like that it was something changed within me when I became a Christian when I um accepted you know uh Jesus and it's it hasn't been the same I haven't been the same and that does not mean that again just like we're acknowledging right that doesn't mean life is perfect doesn't mean we're perfect that's because the recognition of accepting Jesus is that it's not even possible just like Nicole and I were talking about before it's not even possible to be perfect. Jesus was the only perfect one. And when we really understand this and consistently preach that gospel message over ourselves, I can't do it. You know what? I can't do it. I wanted to do the right thing, but I continue at times to gravitate toward doing what's wrong. But yet, I recognize I can't do it. I. I can't get myself together, but you know what? I know that God loves me. He says, I am still like his. When he looks at me, he sees the perfect Jesus standing in front of me, the righteousness of Christ. That's what covers us. Our sins were once as scarlet. They are now white as snow. That is all with us putting our trust and faith in Jesus. And so You are a new creation in Christ. Your identity is not your own anymore because God, because you're trusting him that he has given you that new identity, that new heart and new spirit. And he promises that he who has begun a good work in you, that's God, right? That's that's. Lord um, ha, has, will has promised, excuse me, has promised to complete that good work. So he knows what he's going to do um, in your life. And let me tell you, there's times in all of our lives where it's like, God, what are you doing? Are you sure? Are you still working on me? Do I still belong to you? I don't look any different. I don't feel different. I'm still doing this. Or why did this happen to me? All those questions, right? There's a lot to navigate and just Living, you know, the Christian life and continuing to walk in faith because it doesn't, the Bible never said that we would have a trouble free life. In fact, it said that we would have trouble, but he is, he promises that this, us at the same time that he's overcome the world, that he will have the final say, that all things in our lives work together for the good of those who love him. So those are, that's, I've talked about it a lot and we, we're probably going to continue to unpack this in the, you know, upcoming Um, podcast as well, but I think we hope we just, I think leave you with just encouragement and hope that your life, your worth, none of this is hopeless. You are so very loved and there is purpose for you and for your life, just like there was for, you know, is for ours. And at some point in time, I'm I'm sure Nicole, you doubted that because I know I doubted that in my own life, but that is I know that to not be the the case anymore, you know, because I know who I belong to.
0: Amen. Totally. I absolutely agree. And I love that message that you just said. And if, if you are listening to this and you want to know more, and obviously we're going to continuously unpack the, that message that she just gave in future episodes. Um, but come email us, email us at info at And we would love to talk more about that and, and maybe help you, you know, get a Bible, get you plugged into a church or whatever needs to happen to get you involved. All right. So now where do we begin on entering these episodes and how do we go into them? And how do we keep an open heart and an open mind? So you're going to hear me say you and I'm going to direct you, but I'm really talking to myself and I'm talking to us in general. But first, number one is you need to go to God honestly and with courage and ask him to show you the things that are in your heart. Right? You want God to reveal to you the way that you've been thinking and what's in your heart that is leading you to believe the lies that your worth comes from anything other than him. You want to ask God to show you the root of where that lie is coming from. Where did it begin and how has that lie become a truth somehow to you along the way? The next thing you want to do is you want to humble yourself yourself. And ask God if there's anything offensive inside of you that is blocking you from hearing from him. I am telling you, I have been praying this prayer more recently, and every single day I am being hit with, that's offensive, that thing right there, Nicole. You know, if it's anger, lack of frustration, quickly getting, you know, upset over silly things. Um, quickly getting disturbed about what people say, taking things personally. I mean, there's a whole host of things that I'm like, okay, Lord, please show me what's the offensive thing inside me. And then boom, I'm like hit with, okay, here's, here it is. And it's only when I'm humble and willing to go, okay, that's God talking to you. That's God showing you that's the offensive thing that you've been praying about, And so what do you do with that thing? Do you just, do you just go, Oh, that's it. No, let me just move on. No, you go, Oh Lord, that must be something that's offensive to you because for some reason it's convicting me. And for some reason right now it's bothering me. And so it must be bothering you. And so I need help. And the prayer that I've been praying lately is God, I can't carry this I can't carry this anymore. I can't carry this anger. I can't carry this quick offense, offended um, attitude. I can't carry this, taking it personal anymore. So Lord, I'm going to lay it on the cross and I'm going to leave it there, but I'm going to probably try to pick it back up. And when I do, I really need help. I really need help surrendering it to you at the cross and keeping it there. Can you please, you've said that you're that when I'm weak, you're strong. Can you be my strength in this area? Because I really need you right now. And let that be the meditation of your heart and keep praying stuff like that. And when you do, God loves a broken and contrite spirit, and he will continuously help you in that area. So, you know, the goal with these types of prayers is we want to know what are the things that we've been believing about ourselves and about our self-worth? Are we somebody who has been searching for significance through external things? Have we offended God by searching for significance through external things? And how have we offended God? How have we viewed ourselves as maybe less than? Because I know oftentimes survivors struggle with their worth, with their self-worth. They feel Like they are to blame for what's happened to them, even if they don't want to admit it or not. Oftentimes they carry the weight that something, they did something and that's why this happened to them. That's why it happened to them and not the other person. And that's a lie. That is absolutely a lie. So you want God to show you areas where the enemy has deceived you into believing the lies that make you feel less than that make you feel insignificant and that you're not worthy of love. And you want to find out, God, how do I replace those lies and these lies that, you know, you're going to learn over these next couple of months uh, with your truth, with your word, Lord, how do I replace it? Because here is the truth. You are significant. You have self-worth. You are loved and accepted by the God of the entire world, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God who made every single star in the sky, the God who made every single human being walking on this earth thinks you are significant. He thinks you have self-worth. He thinks you are beautiful and wonderfully made, and he loves you with all of him. He loves you so much that like Kristen said, he sent his one and only son to die on a cross on your behalf while you were still sinning. The Bible says that while we were sinning, God decided to, um, or Jesus decided to give his life. And can you imagine? I mean, not even when a person is doing good, do I want to sacrifice myself for them? You know, it's only it's only like, do I, would I even think of giving of my life, maybe for like my husband or somebody that I love so deeply, but imagine if I was asked to give my life while my husband was having an affair, right? Like while he was sinning, I I couldn't even imagine having to do that. And, but God did. And he said, why I'm choosing to do this while you're sinning is because you are so worthy to him you are so significant to him and he wants to rescue you and he wants to save you because he loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you. And so another thing that i just want to point out is you know oftentimes we hear a message like this and we start to think well i'm not worthy of anything right like god you know is all all powerful all knowing all loving god like i'm not worthy of anything because you know, I can't do anything right, like how would he choose me? So we just need to remember that you, every single human being on this earth, was made in the image of God. And therefore, because you were made in his image, there's attributes of him that you have to reflect. And that is significance, glory, and worth. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about Where does my significance come from? Where does my worth come from? Well, it comes from your image bearer, who is God, your creator, right? And who he says that you are. So I hope you're as excited as we are for this series. And we hope to see you next time as we jump into lie number one, which is I must meet certain standards in order to feel good about myself. So it's been an honor and a blessing to be here with you guys today. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to not just the hashtag podcast because of our listeners. We exist. So we just want to thank you again for being here, being supportive, constantly listening, all the awesome emails that I get, the DMs that I get. They're just so great. They they give me so much hope and they help me to push on because life gets hard and you start to question, you know, is what I'm doing even matter? Does anyone care? Does anyone even listen? And at the end of the day, when I get those emails, they really bless me. So if you feel like shooting me one and letting us know how we're doing good or bad, um, send us an email at info at All right. So we love you guys and we will see you next time on not just a hashtag. Bye. Thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one. Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe even consider rating the podcast or share it with one of your friends. It really makes all the difference. For more content from Trees of Hope and to connect with us, go to treesofhope.org. We love you. Bye.